What's going on everybody? It's your boy Big Junior 93 and I'm back with a new fantasy football episode. Now I know in the last fantasy football episode I said that the next episode was going to be about running backs. I lied. <laughs> I didn't really plan on doing this episode but I feel like I had to get some stiff plus uh stiff. <laughs> I had I feel like I had to get some stuff off my chest with these uh quarterback rankings that I did. Uh and to be honest with you guys, I'm having second thoughts on some of the on some of the quarterbacks. After listening over and over about what me and my friend talked about in the last episode and uh looking at uh news and uh inf- getting information about players on certain teams uh made me second guess on some of the quarterbacks so i i redid my rankings uh for all of you uh and there's some players that i moved dramatically up higher there's some that i moved lower uh and it's still based on the same concept of who will i take first uh like if i have these guys in front of me available who am i taking first who am i picking uh to be a part of my team and to lead me to success now i don't have rogelio here with me my friend rogelio um i'm here at home I like because like i said i didn't plan on doing this episode but i feel like i had to and um just to go over things that we talked about in the last episode uh, of the quarterbacks uh but i do promise that the next episode after this is uh on monday uh the running back episode will drop but let's get into the quarterbacks that i moved and the, the new rankings that i have uh, so in the first three, I I kept it the same. I have Pat Mahomes first, Deshaun Watson second, and Aaron Rodgers third. Uh, with these three guys, you can you can't go wrong with any of these three guys. Uh, but if I'm to be honest, I do have a little worry with Aaron Rodgers because uh, there have been reports that he has not been um, adjusting well to the new coach and the new uh, system. Uh, more of like he still wants to do things his way. But of course, we're just going to have to wait till the season starts and see how well they how well he plays and and whether or not it's working. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Aaron Rodgers because why? He's Aaron Rodgers, like Stephen A. said, and what my my friend Radio said last week. That's a bad man. <laughs> I can't do it like Stephen A. But you know, you get the point. Uh, at number four, I did have Andrew Luck, uh, but I moved him down uh, lower on the ranks, and it's simply because he's dealing with an injury right now. And now we've heard this before already with Andrew Luck being injured. Uh, there's some cases where we didn't know when he's coming back, and when he did come back, he was not. One full 100% and didn't do bad, but also didn't do good as well. You know, he he did great as a football player, but fantasy wise, he didn't really do that well. Uh, so I moved him from the fourth spot all the way down to eighth. So it's only four spots, um, four spots that I moved him down. Because uh, I still believe that you can still pick him up on the like as your first quarterback and later on get another decent quarterback you know like a Dak Prescott, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Kirk Cousins, any of those guys that can back him up and uh, you could use those guys until Andrew Luck gets over his injury and starts playing like the player he is you know Uh, so I don't doubt Andrew Luck can have a good season this year but is this all gonna be when he gets over that injury uh he's going to start thriving right then and there uh so to replace him at number four i had russell wilson from the seahawks uh i had him at six before but i changed my mind on him simply because he's russell wilson you know uh every year when i played fantasy football it was always 
the quarterback for me uh, of choosing was always between him and Aaron Rodgers. Who should I take? Him or Aaron Rodgers? Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? And, um, I mean, usually the time I would get neither because I get paid. But, <laughs> but Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback. He's able to scramble and get yards on the run. Uh, of course, they don't have a really good O-line. But they also have a decent running game uh, as the time being. Now, you know, with Chris Carson. Uh, they do have a... I guess you could call him a number one wideout, uh, Tyler Lockett. He's he's the wide receiver that he has the most um, chemistry with, uh, and I believe he's going to be throwing him the ball a lot more. Plus, they have the new rookie wide receiver, DK Metcalf, who I think is going to be great, especially when you have Russell Wilson throwing you the ball. Uh, then you still have the tight... Do they have a tight end? I can't remember what tight end they have. Um, but you get the picture. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, a run game, a quarterback who's mobile, who can get you points through the air and on the ground. Uh, I believe Russell Wilson can have a really good year, um, just as long as he stays healthy. Because you know he did last year; he was working with a uh, injured foot, but played through it and still did great. So I believe Russell Wilson is going to be really, really good this year. But like I said, it's just going to be depending on whether or not he can stay healthy and stay full 100%. Uh, at number five, I kept Baker Mayfield uh, right there at that spot. Uh, and it's simply because I'm going based on potential. You know, the the Browns have a crap load of weapons for Baker Mayfield. And there should be no reason why Baker Mayfield does bad this season. He has Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, David Njugu. In the backfield, you have um, Nick Chubb, then Kareem Hunt when he's back from the eight-game suspension. Uh, recently, they just traded Duke Johnson to the Texans, so that's not going to be a problem uh, for uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, but the problem is there is that they don't have Kareem Hunt for eight games, you know, so they're going to need another running back. So, uh, I mean, but on the other hand, they still have Nick Chubb who can take the pressure off for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is also a mobile quarterback who could get you points on the ground. So, like I said, it's, it's very, it's a lot of potential riding on Baker Mayfield. It's just whether or not this team can work together and play as a unit. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Baker Mayfield is a top three quarterback by the end of the season. Um, don't, I mean, don't quote me. Well, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and quote me on that. Bold prediction. Baker Mayfield's a top three quarterback in the in fantasy wise, you know. Wow, that's 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 really bold. <laughs> at, at number six, I moved Jared Goff uh, up that to that spot. He was at number seven, so I moved him one spot up ahead. Uh, but with the person be below him, with is Drew Brees at number seven. Uh, I kept going back and forth with these two because. They're both good quarterbacks, and they both have good teams. Um, but I went with Jerry Goff simply because he has multiple more weapons than Drew Brees. He has Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. Still has Todd Gurley as well, you know, and a decent defense that can stop the other team and give uh, the offense more opportunities to shine, you know. 
so that's the only reason why I have Jared Goff over Drew Brees because you know Drew Brees is Drew Brees uh, yeah he's getting old but you know he's still throwing for 4,000 yards um, around 30 touchdowns a year uh, he has Michael Thomas as his wideout Alvin Kamara taking the pressure off him being a dump uh, a receiving uh, back as well you know so I mean with Jerry Goff and Drew Brees you could go either one I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with any of them uh, but like I said I just go with Jerry Goff simply because he has uh, a better option of wide receivers of receiving core I mean because like I said in the last episode you look at the last season when they were all healthy you had Jerry Goff and Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley all healthy the whole team did good the whole team was putting up numbers and they're giving you fantasy points it's not until cooper cup got injured and then todd early got injured that's when it started falling apart so as long as they can stay healthy jared goff is going to be going off i i believe it at number eight like i said i have andrew luck uh and the person below him is carson wentz now i wouldn't be mad if you move carson wentz above andrew luck because Carson Wentz is in the same boat with Jerry Goff, you know, he has multiple weapons. Nelson Aguilar, they just acquired Deshaun Jackson over the offseason. They have uh, Alshon Jeffrey. They have a crap load of running backs uh, in the backfield. You still have Zach Ertz at the tight end, you know. So Carson Wentz has a lot, a lot of potential to be really, really good. Uh, Carson Wentz has the potential of being a top five quarterback uh, fantasy-wise, but it's all going to depend on whether or not he can stay healthy. Uh, I believe he can. I believe he will. But of course, we never know because uh, the game of football is very unpredictable. Um, so like I said, I wouldn't be upset if you move Carson Wentz above Andrew Luck. Uh, but with either one, you're, you're getting pretty much the same player. But Carson Wentz, like I said, does have more weapons to work with than Andrew Luck. Uh, below Carson Wentz, at number 10, I have Philip Rivers. Now, before that, he was at number 13, so I moved him up three spots. And it's simply because he's Philip Rivers. He's going to put up points. The Chargers is a good team. They have a good defense to give them multiple chances to, uh, to get points. Now, I know they don't have any Melvin Gordon, and it's... I already said Melvin Gordon already said that he's ready to sit out this season um, so that is one problem but it looks like the Chargers are willing to go on without him without having Melvin Gordon they have Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler in the backfield uh, they're getting Hunter Henry back, so he's going to be a big red zone target for uh, for Philip Rivers because everybody should know how Philip Rivers loves to go to the tight end when it comes to the red zone. You just look at Antonio Gates, him and uh, Philip Rivers just connecting pretty much almost all the time, you know. And then he has Keelan Allen as a wideout, so I believe Philip Rivers is going to put up some big numbers. Um, I I would pick him up uh, and have him starting, but of course I think. With Rivers, it's going to be more uh, matchup dependent as well. So get another quarterback because, <laughs> you know, anything can, anything can happen. But, of course, if they do get Melvin Gordon back, I say go with uh, Philip Rivers all the way. All the way. Below Philip Rivers, I have Matt Ryan. Uh, before, I had him at number nine, but I dropped him two spots at number 11. Uh, and that's because it's Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, you never, he, 
you never know you can't be too sure with uh, with matt ryan there's games where he goes off for 400 something yards and three touchdowns and he has a whole lot of points but then there's other games where he doesn't go off 200 yards one touchdown three picks two picks whatever the case may be but at the same time you gotta look at the wide receiver he has julio jones Julio Jones is a hell of a player and is really is gonna be getting open and be getting the ball most of the time. You still have Kevin Ridley who's coming up uh, as well as a wide receiver. You have Muhammad Sanu who's just a role player but still can get you some uh, some action, you know, not fantasy wise, but I'm talking about football wise. That's gonna help out Matt Ryan, you know. Uh, they got a running back with uh, Devontae Freeman, who's coming off an injury from last year. They don't have Tevin Coleman, so he won't be a problem. But Devontae Freeman is a uh, receiving back as well. So he's Matt Ryan has somebody to dump it off to. So, like I said, Matt, Ra- Matt Ryan still has weapons, still has the ability, the team, to do good. But it's just something about him that, does, that I don't like, that he's just not consistent. Uh, but like I said, he has Julio Jones, so that's pretty much the only reason why I would put him above uh, all these other quarterbacks. Uh, I have Dak Prescott as uh, right below him at number 12. I am not going to lie. I might take Dak Prescott over Matt Ryan, but right now I wouldn't simply because they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but Dak Prescott needs Ezekiel Elliott to perform, to do great. Because there's games where he plays without him, and he just does bad. He, I mean, he just he can't put up the big numbers. But when Ezekiel Elliott is in the game, he's they're able to do that play action uh, play in the game, and. It takes a lot of pressure off of Dak Prescott. Now they just acquired Amari Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper last year, which helped Dak Prescott put up big numbers as well. So maybe some people may say, you know, he doesn't really need Ezekiel Elliott anymore. Now that he has a wide receiver, he has Randall Cobb now in the slots position. But even though he's in the slot position, uh, Dak Prescott doesn't really tend to throw it that way unless he really has to. Jason Witten's coming back for another year as a tight end. I don't see him being anything but a safety blanket. There's going to be short yardage right there. So as long as Ezekiel Elliott comes back, I will move Dak Prescott up. But until then, I'm keeping him right where I have him, which is number 12, which is still a good position. I mean, you can still take him as your number one quarterback. Uh, but with him, I would still want to get another quarterback. At number 13, I have Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. I moved him down three spots. And it's simply because it's not that I don't have faith in him, but it's because I don't know how well he's going to do with having Juju Smith-Schuster as his number one wide receiver. Now, I'm not trying to talk down on Juju Smith. He's a good wide receiver. It's simply because he's the true number one. Juju Smith-Schuster performed because he had Antonio Brown taking away the attention. But now that he's a true number one, we're going to see how well he can do or how bad he does during this season with Big Ben. Now, Big Ben is a better veteran quarterback who can still get you the ball down the field. But it's all going to come down to Juju Smith-Susu and whether or not he can perform well with Big Ben. Um, 
They do have James Conner, who's coming off an injury from last year. He's going to be good, taking a, some pressure off of uh, Big Ben. Uh, they have he has Vance McDonald as well as a tight end who's pretty good and who has a good connection with Big Ben. So that might help out with Big Ben, but like I said, if Juju Smith-Schuster can't perform uh, with Big Ben, it's gonna really tank down his numbers, and that's all I'm really worried about, to be honest. Uh, below Big Ben, I have Cam Newton. Now, at first, I had it at number 12, but I moved him down two more spots simply because he's not the same player we have to see him become the same player again last year when he was trying to he had that shoulder injury and he couldn't throw the ball down well so we're gonna have to wait and see whether or not he can be that player again who can throw the ball he's already said that he's not that he doesn't plan on running with the ball a whole lot during the season he's not trying to injure himself anymore he's not trying to be the big superman that's doing the big miraculous plays with his feet anymore he's trying to become a true quarterback and who he has as a wide receiver he has dj moore who was decent last year but not all that great uh, you do have Chris, christian mccaffrey as uh, your running back who is a receiving back that can help you get those yards because Christian McCaffrey creates those yards after the catch as well who could give you big plays and help Cam Newton with his numbers you still have Greg Olsen as your uh, as your tight end but he's still getting old you know I believe he was injured last year and uh, I want to say that's the reason why uh, Cam Newton numbers were went down. But, of course, it's not all on just Greg Olsen, you know, because Cam Newton was injured as well. So, coming back from injury, we're just going to have to see and wait uh, for Cam Newton uh, to play and see how well he does. But I believe he has the biggest potential to be a top 10 quarterback and prove me wrong. So, But, like I said, we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, at number 15, I have Kirk Cousins from the vikings now at first i had him at 18 but i decided to move him up uh and the reason why is because he's kirk cousins this is his second year with the vikings and now he has a better understanding of the playbook of the offense and he has a good connection with stefan diggs and adam thielen especially adam thielen uh then he still has Kyle Rudolph as well. Now he does have Dalvin Cook as his running back. And even though we haven't seen them play together, uh, being quarterback running back duo, uh, this year we're going to see how well they can perform together. Uh, Dalvin Cook is coming back from an injury. Uh, so I believe they're going to take a slow on him. So they're going to try to rely on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball and be consistent and persistent. But Kirk Cousins is iffy. If he can't stay lasered in, if he can't stay focused in the, on, the, on the football field, then there's really no chance for Kirk Cousins. Because like I said in the last episode, uh, with last year, I had Kirk Cousins on my team, on my fantasy team. But I also had Baker Mayfield as a backup. And there was more times than not where I was putting in Baker Mayfield over Kirk Cousins, uh, depending on matchups. Uh, because Baker Mayfield was putting, up, was putting up the same fantasy points as Kirk Cousins. Or even more, uh, maybe not, maybe not by a whole lot, but he was putting up more points than Kirk Cousins. Now, so that's why I'm saying I believe Kirk Cousins can be a really good quarterback in the system. Making it, I mean, looking at that, it's going to be his second year with the Vikings. He has a lot of potential of blowing up, but 
this is just me this is just my opinion that until we see it then i'm not really buying in on it now if i really have to i might have to take him as my first quarterback uh just depending on how the draft goes but i am gonna want to want any other quarterback before him before i take him you know Below Kirk Cousins, I have Matthew Stafford from the Lions. At first, I had that 21, but now I moved him at 16, which is five spots up. And simply just because Matthew Stafford has a great arm. He can throw down the field with no problem. He has iffy wide receivers. Marvin Jones, who's a veteran wide receiver, but so he's getting old. You have Kenny Galladay, who's coming up. I believe this is his second year in the NFL. So he still has to prove to himself that he could be a good and reliable wide receiver. They don't have Theo Riddick anymore. He got sent, or he got picked up by the Broncos. So they do have Kerryon Johnson as a running back. And so, and he is a, uh, a, like catching running back as well pass passing running back as well so i believe matthew stafford has the potential he doesn't have a great o-line to go off of they do have matt patricia as his head coach uh who is a defensive coach who so if they could build up that defense uh to the way he wants it and have it good they're gonna have more opportunities. Matthew Stafford's gonna have more opportunities to to show the world and show the NFL who he was, which is a big bad man who could throw the football down the field and get it to his wide receivers. Of course, that doesn't mean that the wide receivers are gonna do great because they have to do their part as well to help Matthew Stafford with his numbers. So that's why I have him at 16. I mean, that's at the halfway mark, so but I mean, we'll just see. I, I will take Matthew Stafford over any of the other quarterbacks that I have left. Uh, which is speaking, right below him, at 17, I have Sam Darnold from the Jets. At first, I'm have, I had him at 22, but I moved him up pretty much dramatically. I want to say dramatically, but that's, that's the way I feel. <laughs> Man, and it's because, like I said in the last episode, they just acquired Le'Veon Bell. Uh, who's going to be able to take a lot of pressure off of Sam Darnold and help him out. Uh, they do have Jameson Crowder, who was once a Redskins wide receiver, is now with the Jets, who they also still have Quincy Anua and Robbie Anderson, who did great last year. Even though they didn't, even though the Jets team, uh, football-wise, didn't do that great, fantasy-wise, they did perfect. Uh, and that was only their first year playing with each other. So imagine a second year when you have that chemistry, you have what you have that knowledge of what your quarterback has a tendency to do and what your receiver has a tendency to do. Then you got a, an elite running back who can help and, and catch balls from the backfield. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, I have high, I, I have potent, high hopes for Sam, Sam Darnold. I have high hopes for him. I believe he could do good. I would have him as my backup quarterback or even a third quarterback. Uh, just, you know, hanging on to him just to see how what he does. And if he doesn't do good, I mean, you can always drop him. But if he does great, there's gonna probably going to be players who's going to want him uh, if their quarterbacks aren't doing that great. And you could probably sell him or trade him for like a medium range uh, player, you know, like a wide receiver two or running back two, you know. Um... But I believe he's going to have a good year. I, I believe in the kid. Right below him at 18, I have Mitchell Trubisky from the Bears. Uh, at first, I had him at 15, but I moved him down to 18. And it's because uh, looking at the weapons that he has, he has Allen Robinson, 
uh, as a wide receiver. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, because I don't I don't see the Bears doing that great. I mean, yeah, this is the second year he's able to run and avoid the pressure, but it, it's all on it's it's all on on whether or not he can perform and I don't know if he can or not he has he has to show that he can uh, because I, I'm gonna be honest I feel like he got lucky last year with the things that he did and the performance that he did so this year is gonna be a true test on whether or not he is a good quarterback and whether or not he can perform at the NFL level right below him I have Derek Carr from the Raiders uh, I kept him at the same spot at number 19 uh, simply because, you know, I know it's Derek Carr. He's not that great of a quarterback, even though he had, but he showed that he could be in the very beginning of his of his uh, career. But lately, you know, with injuries attacking him, he hasn't been the same. And I don't know if he can be or because... I don't know what something about Derek Carr just makes me so iffy and so scared to get him and start him. Yes, he has Antonio Brown, but right now Antonio Brown is dealing with an injury to his foot. Uh, supposedly it's supposed to be frostbite, so we don't know how that's going to affect Antonio Brown and how long he's going to be out and waiting for him to recover from that. And even from that, Antonio Brown and Derek Carr haven't really practiced together to create the chemistry and work on hey if i do this that means i'm going here or going there you know like talking it out and saying and trying to get acquainted with one another as teammates uh, as quarterback and wide receiver you need that precious time especially if you're gonna if you're coming to a new team uh hence antonio brown and uh, they really don't have a rushing uh running back that can take pressure off for Derek carr they don't really have a tight end so i mean it's just really really iffy for the raiders and like i would not be surprised if Derek Carr is at the back end of the quarterback list of quarterbacks being picked it's like my friend said uh rogelio uh, in the last fantasy football episode that he believes that the raiders are gonna have a, another bad season and right now the way it's looking the way it's going i believe it i believe they're gonna have a bad season as well but like i said before too you can't count antonio brown out but at the same time don't expect big numbers i don't i don't expect big numbers but we'll just have to wait and see at number 20 i have tom brady uh, at first, I had him at 16, but I pushed him down lower. <laughs> and it's simply because Tom Brady's getting older. Of course, he's defying father time right now, still playing at 42. Uh, I believe he's the only quarterback to play at 42. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but Tom Brady is still a good quarterback. He's a good NFL quarterback. He's not a good fantasy football quarterback. He's a time management quarterback, a game management quarterback. Right now, he has no wide receiver. Julian Edelman is injured. Rob Gronkowski is retired. He has Demarius Thomas, but look what he did with the Houston Texans and the Broncos last year. He didn't really do anything. Didn't do that great. Uh, so, I mean, of course, being on a new team and a new system, it can, that can all change. But you have to wait and see. I mean, if you really want to draft Demarius Thomas and Tom Brady, hoping that that, that can be a good duo, you're, you're just going to play yourself. You're just gonna play yourself. 
uh, because, like I said, Tom Brady is a great game management quarterback. He's a great NFL quarterback, but he's just not a fantasy football quarterback. Now that doesn't mean that he's gonna that he's not gonna put up big numbers because there will be times where he puts up big numbers, but that's just gonna be dependent on who he's playing uh, that day, you know. So. But what's crazy about it is that I would still take him over James Winston, <laughs> who I have at 21, <laughs> right below him. And it's, it's like what I said in the last episode, uh, last fantasy football episode, that James Winston just hasn't proved it to me. He hasn't proved that he can be consistent. Uh, there is no uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which last year they were going back and forth on who's starting on which week. And it was just frustrating to see, frustrating to figure out who's playing and affecting your wide receiver, tight end, and running back that day on those teams. You know, so now there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's out the picture. They have a new uh, coach and a new system going on with Bruce Arians. Uh, so Jameis Winston has a lot of potential to be a top 15 quarterback because right now I have him at 21 so at, at least a top 15 quarterback but it's, like I said this is all going to be whether or not he could be consistent whether or not he could be consistent and stay consistent Josh Allen comes in at 22 from the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen is pretty much in the same situation with James Winston, uh, at least in my opinion and my eyes. And that's only because uh, Josh, Josh Allen has shown that he can throw the ball. Josh Allen was pretty much the number one quarterback rushing uh, last year towards the end of the season. In the back end of the season. But the problem is, is that he, he doesn't have anybody to throw it to. Uh, right now he has um, John Brown. Uh, who has come from the Cardinals to the Buffalo Bills, which is a decent right receiver. So as long as Josh Allen can find him and get him the ball, he's going to do great. Uh, but he just has to show... Well, it's not even that him that he has to show that that he's good enough because he's shown that he's good enough to throw the ball. He's shown that he can get away from the pressure and run for the ball. He ran for a shitload of touchdowns. Uh, so it's not more of him having to prove anything. It's more of his team having to prove that they can have his back and help him succeed. Uh, but Josh Allen, don't be don't be surprised if he's a top 15 quarterback as well. Jimmy Garoppolo comes right after him uh, from the 49ers, and it's simply because he we we don't have like like my friend said we don't have a lot of resume on him. We don't have a lot of NFL games behind him to see whether. Or how well he's gonna do yeah he's played with the Patriots but as a backup you know uh, he did well with the Patriots yes he's played a couple of games with the 49ers but that's not all too reassuring because he hasn't really um, played with that team you know he's coming off an injury from last year he's good to go so hopefully he can stay good and stay healthy uh, and if he does he's gonna thrive He's going to thrive. I can see him being a uh, top 20 quarterback, even though I have him at 23. He, I can see him moving up just a couple of spots. But 
uh, because you know he has Marquise Goodwin, who's a decent receiver but not all that great. Then you still have George Kittle, who's going to bail you out and get you some big yards as well. Uh, Jared McKinnon is coming back from the injury as well, but it's reported that he might be a third string quarterback, uh, just trying to ease him back in into the system and uh, ease him back in uh, to the NFL. Uh, but like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot of potential as well. All, the, all these quarterbacks in the back end of the list that I have are gonna have a lot of potential but for me I have them in the back simply because they just haven't proved it they haven't shown that they can handle whatever situation they're in and they haven't shown that they can uh, thrive in NFL situations uh, so like I said until then until they do uh, I'm just I'm just one of those people that's gonna be looking at them or just having on my bench and waiting for them to see what happens, you know. Uh, right after Jimmy Garoppolo, I have Lamar Jackson. And y'all know my story on him. It's simply because he can't throw the ball. At least in my eyes, I haven't seen him be able to throw the ball. I know my friend uh, in the last episode said something about him that he's shown that he could uh, against the Browns. But if you really think about it, and, and I, I started remembering that game. If you really think about it, the Ravens were up and all they really did was just ran the ball. All he really did was just ran the ball. Yeah, he threw for a little couple of yards here and there, but he hasn't thrown any big bombs down the field. He hasn't shown that he could be a true quarterback in the pocket. All he's shown is that he can run and avoid the pressure. And like I said in the last episode, if you're going to draft him at the quarterback position, you might as well just be drafting and running back in the quarterback position. And he's not going to get you a whole lot of points. All I can say is just prove me wrong, kid. Prove me wrong. Right below him, I have Nick Foles, uh, and it's interesting because mo if I, I figure, you know, people are thinking, "Oh, you have you're talking so much shit about Lamar Jackson. Why do you have Nick Foles right below him?" And it's simply because Nick Foles is, is in a bad situation. He doesn't really have any wide receiver to throw to, no tight end to throw to. Uh, he does have Leonard Fournette, but Leonard Fournette is injury prone. I wouldn't be surprised if in Leonard Fournette gets injured again this season. So Nick Foles is going to be reliant on only himself. Yeah, he has a defense that's decent. That's, that's, well, not decent, but he, he has a defense that's good enough to give him the ball. But what's good about having that opportunity when you have no offense to work with, you know? Um, I just I just feel like Nick Foles is going to be in a bad situation um, pretty much every single game. Uh, and I do have Lamar Jackson over him and that's only because I would take Lamar Jackson before Nick Foles only because I know Lamar Jackson is going to give me points based on the run based on his ability to avoid the pressure and give me yards on the ground so that's why I have Nick Foles right below him at 26 and 27 I have Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins now with these two I, I'm not mad if you take one over the other they are pretty much at the same spot for me uh, Kyle Connor Murray has a bad O-line which makes me iffy and shaky about him but he does have a reliable wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald he has a reliable running back 
David Johnson. Those two guys are going to help this kid shine. And I believe he's going to do really good. Um, being a rookie in the NFL, I believe he's going to be putting up like maybe 12 to 15 points a game. Maybe 16. Uh, I don't expect a whole lot from him. Uh, and it's not because I don't believe in him. But it's because of the team that he's on. Because of the O-line that he has. It's not that great. Uh, now, as long as Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson can help this kid shine and be great he's gonna be great i believe next year his second year people are gonna be wanting to pick him up but that's next year so th we're and we're talking about this year <laughs> and the wayne haskins is pretty much the same thing you know he's a rookie as well um but the only problem with him is that he has he he has uh, other quarterbacks behind him that could take his spot. Uh, right now, I believe I heard something about maybe they're going to have Colt McCoy start as a quarterback, have Case Keenum as a backup, and then have Dwayne Haskins as a third stringer, uh, which is not a bad idea for the Redskins. Uh, you know, you know, have the kids set out and then learn everything, and then the year after, have them be great. But at the same time, with all these quarter with these quarterbacks that the Redskins have, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them start at some point. But Dwayne Haskins ends up leading the rest of the season, you know. Uh, and I believe he could do good. I believe I believe he could do great uh, with the Redskins. You know, having uh, what does he have? He has Jordan Reed as a tight end. Then he has, uh, I believe, he's a rookie running back. I still haven't looked it up. Uh, and Adrian Peterson to help him out, back him up. You know, so I believe he could do good. I could, I believe he could do great. Uh, but we just have to see what happens with the quarterback situation. Because, like I said, they there's talks about having Colt McCoy start for the season and having Case Keenum as a backup. And both of those guys have the veteranship. Both of those guys are probably going to be teaching Dwayne Haskins their tips and tricks on how to be a better quarterback. And so he'd probably be in the same position as pat mahomes was which is sit out the whole first season your rookie season but the next year you're gonna have a great opportunity and have and probably thrive in it have it shine you know just like pat mahomes did now i'm not saying he's gonna throw 50 touchdowns you know that's like the same as pat mahomes but he's gonna be he's gonna be a good quarterback i believe so i believe so Right below him, I have Joe Flacco at 28. Uh, before, I had him at 30, but I moved him up two spots. Uh, and that's simply because uh, with these other quarterbacks, I just did not like them. Like, I'd rather take Joe Flacco than the rest of the quarterbacks that I have left. And that's simply because he's... He's... Joe Flacco you know <laughs> like I don't like Joe Flacco I never liked him even with, with even when he was with the Ravens he had that he had that one good season when they went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl but that was about it uh he is joining the Broncos uh because the Broncos traded for him uh during the offseason and they don't really have an O-line you know to support Joe Flacco uh Joe Flacco does have running back uh Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman uh, Broncos did just acquire Theo Riddick who is gonna be extravagant in the backfield you know catching passes for Joe Flacco uh, they have Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton uh, as wide receivers to do what wide receivers uh, and that's with I believe Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be doing great but Cortland Sutton still has to prove that he could be a good wide receiver he was poised to do great last year as a rookie but this year 
we just have to see how well he develops. You know, with a veteran quarterback, uh, I believe he could do good, but we just have to wait and see, of course, as always. <laughs> but Joe Flacco coming to a new team uh, and him being really old, uh, I just, it might be a disaster, but it can also work out, you know. So, like with everything, with every other quarterback that I've said, we just have to wait and see. Uh, now, with these, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say these last four because these last four, everybody's pretty much is not going to be looking at them. Uh, at least I don't think so. So the last four I have for 29, I have Marcus Mariota at 30, Eli Manning, 31, Andy Dalton, and 32, Josh Rosen. Marcus Mariota, I would still take him over Eli just because he has wide receivers. He has Corey Davis, Corey Davis to throw to. He has Derrick Henry to back him up in the backfield. He has a pretty decent uh, defense. Um, they're kind of neutral, but the only my my only problem with Marcus Mariota is that he's injury prone. He tends to get injured every single year, and it just it can't stop for him. So, like me, I would not be surprised if he does get injured again. But if he doesn't and stays healthy. He could be another top 20 quarterback as well. But you just can't be too sure with the injury prone. Eli Manning at number 30. I may be wrong about this uh, by having Andy Dalton behind him. Like, I, I should, maybe I should have Andy Dalton above him. But he's Eli Manning. He's, he's a veteran quarterback who knows how to throw the ball down the field. I mean, you look at the two Super Bowls that he has, you know, he has to throw the ball right where the ball needs to be and he's able to do it. Uh, but right now, he has no wide receiver. You know, Golden Tate's facing a four-game suspension so he won't be there to the fifth week. Sterling Shepard is dealing with an injury. I believe to his thumb or his ankle. I can't really remember which one it was, but he's dealing with an injury that's keeping him out. You have Corey Coben dealing with a torn ACL. So he's not playing at all this whole season. Who do they have at the wide receiver? Nobody. But I do have Eli Manning over Andy Dalton for this simple reason. He has Evan Ingram as a tight end. He has Saquon Barkley as a running back. Those two guys, I believe, are going to take a lot of pressure off of Eli Manning and help him become a better quarterback than he, you know, that he used to be. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if they plan on running the ball, he's going to get a lot of touches. All those uh, targets that were going to Odell and Sterling Shepard last year are going to go to Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram's a pretty big guy who can catch the ball, you know. So I believe Eli can be a decent quarterback, but like I said, he, he's not gonna be anybody that anybody picks up. He's just gonna be somebody that you're that you're looking on a waiver wire, or maybe not even at all. But <laughs> if he could get a wide receiver, somebody to throw to, somebody to rely on, like an Odell, I believe he could do great. Then I have Andy Dunn, like I said, right below Eli Manning. 
And it's just because Andy Dalton's iffy. He's wishy-washy. He's up and down all the time. He starts off the season so hot. Everybody picks him up. And then later on in the season, what happened to him? He's done. He's gone. Right now, they have no AJ Green. AJ Green is hurt. He's injured. Uh, he's out for multiple weeks. So they do have Tyler Boyd, who's decent, but can't really shine when the whole attention is on him. They do have Joe Mixon as a running back, who takes a little bit of pressure off of Andy Dalton, but I just don't trust Andy Dalton at all. With no AJ Green, I just don't trust him. Tyler Eifert tends to get injured almost every year all the time injury prone I just can't trust Andy Dalton and then the last one Josh Rosen I have him dead last uh, that Dolphin seems is not looking that great <laughs> uh, offensively wise uh, it's already said that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be starting this season but with me I don't I'm not going to be surprised if Josh Rosen starts by like the 6th or 7th game uh, just depending on how bad they're doing uh, but I just have him dead last because I just don't believe in that Dolphins team. Yeah, they have Kenny Stills, who's decent. Devontae Parker, who's okay. They have Kenyon Drake as a running back, but they're not even too sure about him. So, uh, I don't know. That Dolphins team just doesn't look sexy to me, <laughs> so to say. But... You, I, I don't know what else to say about Josh Rosen other than he's not getting picked up. He's not going to be looked at uh, unless they just start going off for some reason. Uh, but even at that, I'm not buying into the first game that he goes off. You guys show me, like, at least within a month, within four weeks of how well you do, show me that you could be consistent with it, and then maybe I'll look at you. Maybe. And if not, I'm looking at you next year. <laughs> But yeah, that's my new re-rankings that I did. Uh, let me say them again, uh, just real quick, uh, so that you can get a picture of it. Uh, at number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Deshaun Watson. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Four, Russell Wilson. Five, Baker Mayfield. Six, Jared Goff. Seven, Drew Brees. Eight, Andrew Luck. Nine, Carson Wentz. Ten, Philip Rivers. 11, Matt Ryan. 12, Dak Prescott. 13, Ben Roethlisberger. 14, Cam Newton. 15, Kirk Cousins. 16, Matthew Stafford. 17, Sam Darnold. 18, Mitchell Trubisky. 19, Derek Carr. 20, Tom Brady. 21, James Winston. 22, Josh Allen. 23, Jimmy Garoppolo, 24, Lamar Jackson, 25, Nick Foles, 26, Kyler Murray, 27, Dwayne Haskins, 28, Joe Flacco, 29, Marcus Mariota, 30, Eli Manning, 31, Andy Dalton, and 32, Josh Rosen, slash Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my list. If you want to get a good picture of it, I am going to post it up uh, on my Facebook page. I'll post it up on my Twitter as well. Uh, so y'all can get a visual of it and see if y'all agree with me. See uh, see what I think about it. 
because uh, I already know it. a lot of people don't are not gonna agree with me and I just want to say for the record too I don't know if these rankings are gonna change I wouldn't be surprised if they do because you know preseason's happening you know today was the start of the preseason today Thursday uh, and you know there's you know things happen in the preseason players get injured in the preseason uh, it sucks we don't want to see it but it happens you know so wide receivers running backs tight ends whoever the case may be getting injured it's gonna affect the quarterback if the quarterback gets hurt obviously it affects him <laughs> you know so don't be surprised if my rankings are gonna if my if my rankings change again uh but that's what i have right now that's what i'm gonna stick with and uh, we just roll with that <laughs> but um moving on to the next episode of running backs it's gonna be coming out on monday gonna record it on the sunday and it'll pop out drop out on monday we'll be talking about running backs i do have my running back rankings already but with all the con the things recent things happening right now i'm i'm probably gonna have to re-rank them again because uh, you know you just can't be too sure i mean there's a lot of what ifs and maybes and potentials you know so but We'll talk about that later. Uh, talk about that next week, uh, in a couple of days, actually. So, <laughs> uh, but thank you all guys for listening. If you do have any questions about fantasy football, whether it's quarterback related, whether you have a problem with my rankings, uh, problem with my thoughts, or you just want to ask a question about what do you think about this guy, or should I pick this guy over this guy? Doesn't matter. Anything fantasy football related, you can ask me, and I will help you out. I know most of you are people who I play against, people who I play with in fantasy football, and I promise you, I'm not gonna give you a bad advice. You know, I'm gonna give you the advice to beat me. <laughs> I'm not gonna jip you out. You know, so I'm not that kind of person. You know, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think about a certain player. And then you take that information however you want. But I'm going to help you out. This is this is what I'm here for. <laughs> so, yeah, hit me up on Facebook. You no, know, uh, my Facebook page, Arguing With Myself. You can ask me questions there. You can ask me questions on Twitter. At J-E-W underscore L-E-E underscore A-N. That's my Twitter name. Should I? Yeah. I'll give you my Instagram as well. I mean, I never put out my Instagram before, but I'm going to give you my Instagram now. So you can ask me questions from there as well. My Instagram is pretty much the same thing as my Twitter at J E W underscore L E E underscore A N nine three. That is me, Julie and 93. Ask me any kind of questions. I will help you out. I will help you win your lead. Even if it's against me, I mean, look at my friend Rogelio. We, he said it in the last episode. We, we've been in leagues together, but we still help each other out. Uh, as Just as long as we're not playing against each other. Uh, that's, uh, that's another thing to take into consideration. <laughs> but I'm going to be here to help, guys. I'm here to help you. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. That is about it. So I'll talk to you guys later, talk to you guys soon, and we'll be talking about running backs. Now, I won't be talking about no more about quarterbacks, uh, but if you do have questions that pop up uh, for the next episode, we're going to answer them. Me and my friend, we're going to answer them uh, as honest as we can be, and we will help you out. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>